This was dramatic because it was in the street. Yeah, well, just outside the CCA. Eddie, let me, I'll let you talk for a bit. Okay, well, it was dramatic because it was in front of a group of people to start off with. Then we stopped, you stood out of the room and I had to follow you. Well, I didn't have to, but I wanted to because I thought I could make it better, but actually I just ended up making it worse. And then it all came to head out on the street the really steep slope down the side of the CCA and you stormed off down the road. And actually, when you got to the bottom of the hill, I stuck my finger up at you, you behind your back. I don't know if that did me any good, but... See, I was crying by that point, so no. I, I was just... Well, I was just walking away trying not to cry. So the first time that I properly cried for... Um, well, since about 2008, maybe 2007... I really haven't been that upset for a long time. I was really upset yesterday. Well, that's why it took you longer than it normally would to decide that it would be worthwhile making friends again. Well, the thing is, it's not about that. But I think it's just about, you know, one of the problems is just... Um, and it's a continual problem, and it is with everyone, but it is just about learning to live with each other. Tolerating, uh, tolerating each, each other. And tolerating certain aspects of each other's character. I mean, I think that that's really key. Um, yeah, I could perhaps, I was going to give some background into how I thought the situation arose last night, and then perhaps you could give your... I don't know if this is a situation. good idea for a radio show. Do you know, I think it's a good way to talk it through. I do think that tolerance is important, and I do think, I've written here... Accepting difference is the only way to a harmonious society. Not just tolerating, but accepting. Mm -hmm. And I've just made a distinction between the two because tolerant or tolerating or tolerance suggests some sort of suffering and repression. Well, that is true. That is true. Like, if you're tolerating something, then there's kind of no point. Well, because I think, actually, 
being conscious of tolerating something comes just before the fallout because you're yes. sort of saying to yourself, look, just tolerate it, just yes. tolerate it. And then it comes to the point that you just can't anymore. Because I think your um, theories of acceptance, acceptance is better than tolerance because it's it's almost like you're tolerating to the extent where you don't have to think that you're tolerating, you're just accepting. Yeah. But go on, do what you wanted to do in your empirical uh, study. No, I feel bad about it. I just thought it would be interesting to discuss how both of us felt that the situation okay, go arose on then. and then how we might deal with it. <coughs> so, I arrived at the situation in place. Yeah. And um, when I first got here, I remember coming in and you were talking about things that you were doing. And there must have been some prior annoyance in me because I remember just being like, oh my God, I've got to hear all this stuff about what you're doing. Like, I already know it. So then I decided to get mm. some water. And then when I went to get some water, a little a little bird followed me into the uh, sink room. Not on purpose to check on what you're doing. I was getting some water for myself. But simultaneously to request that I didn't use the plastic cups that were available that were non-recyclable or that were not, you know, you reusable cups perhaps. And then at that point, I can't remember if I really got annoyed at that point. I think I probably was just like, oh, my God. I got very annoyed. Yeah, because I remember raising my voice and thinking already that people could hear us in the other room. And then we went back into the room and we were talking about something else. And then I just couldn't deal with it anymore. Oh, because we were having this discussion. Yeah. About something else. And I, like, I know that I pulled a face. And then you said to me, you're just really irritating me. And then I just couldn't deal with the situation anymore. But it is like, it's quite So what did me. you do? I said, I'm leaving. And I said, I'm leaving too. I'm leaving like, too. Like as if you couldn't just let, because if you'd just let me go initially, we would have avoided such a big scene. But, <laughs> but instead you had to. I had to grab all my bags and yeah, all of my waterproof clothes and my fluorescent yellow jacket and storm out onto the street Completely with you. unnecessary. I could have just snuck out, pretended I had a cold. I mean, it was obvious that I was annoyed about something, but I think it would have been a lot less embarrassing if we hadn't both well, stormed out. I mean, I I know that... I know why I got... An, I was trying to think about why I got so annoyed about those plastic cups. Okay, go on. Because this is good to analyse the thinking. I mean, and the problem here is I was trying to ask myself whether I would have said the same thing to somebody who I don't know as well as I know you. Interesting. So it's basically suggesting, maybe not in the most diplomatic way, but suggesting that that rather than use two fresh plastic cups, you could use a mug or a glass or something mm -hmm. that wouldn't require wasting two plastic cups. Anyway, and and I, I guess that is a... It's because I... One of the reasons, because I deal with litter quite a lot in my role... <laughs> as a cinema usher and I always have dealt with litter quite a lot and when I used to usher in Nottingham I used there was no recycling facilities <laughs> at the cinema but when I was collecting the litter at the end of the night I'd collect out all the recyclable materials into a plastic bag and on my way home I'd you drop them off them. in the recycling bag well that is bag. good and and I think that I have do you know what I'm not as militant now as I was when I was living in Nottingham but that's because that it seems to be so 
Well, when I moved to Scotland, I realised that <laughs> nobody really cared about recycling as much as they did in England. Anyway, I was just, Whoa. I just think all of these things manifest in me thinking, you know, why do I even notice? Why do I even care about these things when nobody else really seems to bother? Right. And then I said it to you, and I said, I guess. I said, when we were initially thinking about living together, I, the main reason I didn't want to live with you is because I didn't think that we had similar ethical frameworks, okay. you could say. Well, maybe that is to do with like being vegan or vegetarian, but also believing that those things are important and that... So I just thought I'd prefer to live with someone who was more like me. But I don't, I, I, I really am just waffling on now. And it was inappropriate to say that in that place at that time. I think if you'd have been a different person, I may have also suggested that they didn't use the plastic cups. Yeah, maybe if you were another person that had suggested that to me, I would be less likely to have just been like, oh my God, please stop it. <laughs> Actually. But I would be, I'd be a lot more tolerant. <laughs> of other people. <coughs> because I think what's really perverse is that um, I, I was listening to this podcast, actually, I don't know if you listen to it as well, it's by Mark Vernon and he talks about philosophy and he's talking about the way that Aristotle tries to talk about friendship because right. it's Aristotle obviously he talks about categories or categorizing different types of love and so he talks about first he talks about parental love which is the love that wants to care yeah and then he talks about um the lovers like the relationship love and that's the love that wants to have that's and then not he us. talks about <laughs> no and then he talks about friendship which is the the love that wants to know and to know another person. Right. And I suppose that in a way that's where mm. a, a, like tolerance sort of comes into that because actually what you should be doing, I suppose, is like rather than trying to convert someone into what you want them to be, it's about just understanding that person or getting, kind of wondering why that person does that and being interested in that but not really trying to alter it. Uh, also, I read this uh, Plato dialogue on friendship called lysis this week and lysis comes from a latin word originally that means releasing and so there's this suggestion that actually part of friendship is about that ability to have like a slightly less uh, it's like a, a strange relationship that is like you're slightly removed from it because i think if you get too involved it, it stops you being tolerant because i think sometimes the closer the more you associate someone with yourself the more that you assume that you can subject that self to the same standards that you live by, I guess, because yeah. you assimilate them rather than remember that they're separate. Yeah, I mean, it is difficult to remember that you're a separate human being because you're always here. And I guess because I have a tendency to want to control the things <laughs> in my <laughs> near vicinity, that you just come under that um, banner. You're within like, my, my, my vision, and then, yeah. 
Ellie, I was wondering if maybe we should listen to a song yeah. and then after that we should pick up the atmosphere a bit by discussing some techniques that we can put into place, just for everyone's general knowledge, or techniques that we personally put into place to practice tolerance or okay. when we feel ourselves getting a bit stressed, well, things that we do to help out. My song will probably feed into that quite well and it okay. relates to, to that thing that I read out at the beginning about rep- <laughs> repressing... I've chosen to play um, Tizzer Sisters Comfortably Numb because I think it's a really good song, but also because this idea of... And I guess it relates to ignorance and ignorance being bliss as well. If you're ignorant of certain things, then it maybe tolerance isn't such an issue because... Yes, anyway, let's just play it. And okay, we're gonna cool. Come out and we're going to feel really, really lively and happy. Hey.
Okay, cool. Hello, my name's Oliver and we're back. And as promised, we're picking it up in the second half. We're we going to are... talk about uh, tolerance techniques So we're going to talk about. Yeah. Have you got any suggestions straight away <laughs> off the top of your head? Um, mm, off the top of my head. I do feel a bit perkier having listened to that song. Good. And having had a nice little chat about my sister's Hindu during that. Well, that is nice. Uh, because we went to... <laughs> Watch the Scissor Sisters for my sister's hand. <laughs> um, but tolerating, am I? I think I, you know, sometimes um, I'm actually obviously very uptight. <laughs> a very uptight person. But I think sometimes it goes, sometimes when there's more going on in your life, mm-hmm. it becomes easier to tolerate like these little things that may norm- that may otherwise annoy you. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I think people who, like sometimes when I'm at work and like sometimes if I hear people that I know at work who just work and then they go home and don't do anything, like they watch telly or whatever, hang out yeah. and then come back, they get so annoyed about such small things. Yeah. Because it's just like to have a sense of something to talk about and to, to focus on, I guess. And that, so yeah, that is problematic. Yeah. I think. But then actually, conversely, I was, you know, just before the break, you were talking about how ignorance is bliss. Yeah. And I was talking about friendship as like the love that longs to know. I think that sometimes there has to be a restraint on how much you need to know someone. You have to be slightly ignorant of someone, I think, to have a better relationship with them. Like, maybe you don't have to know every single aspect of that person. Yeah. You know, because it can begin to become quite invasive. Like, there's maybe room to be slightly ignorant. Well, I think people that don't know me very well have a completely fucked up conception of what I'm like. Because (laughs) (laughs) when people at Roller Derby, like, um, I say stuff like, and and like Juan as well, my flatmate, like, he he referred to me before he moved in in with me as a really laid back person. (laughs) How on earth did he make that? I don't know. And my parents, when I told them this, and my sister, they were just like, oh my God, (laughs) he's going to have such a shock. And other people, like, when I said, like, um, people think that my voice just sounds really chilled out. I think that's what it is. (laughs) And this person who sent me a message today on Facebook, Mm -hmm. who I will, will remain nameless, said to me, like, something about... How did I rem- manage to remain so happy and cheerful <laughs> in everything that I did? Well, that is nice, isn't it's nice. it? That is beautiful. And she'd obviously just got that conception from looking at my Facebook photos. Well, I mean, I suppose, yeah, you don't really put loads of Facebook photos of you looking miserable, do you? <laughs> or moaning about some Hungry plastic or cups. moaning. I know. But I do think that actually being less informed about something can sometimes be quite useful to... Um, to feeling calmer about people. Uh, also, I think remembering how insignificant probably the situation is going to be because, you know, like yeah. you said that yesterday after we'd had that argument, after a while you sort of knew that it was not as dramatic as it needed to be or like it wasn't such a, you know, it was reconcilable. Yeah, within about 20 minutes because when I was out on the street, I, th- I think I actually said to you, 
I don't think we're ever going to get over this. Yeah, you did. How dramatic was you that? Did. But then within 20 minutes, I was thinking, do you know what I was thinking? This is sick. I was thinking, oh, well, I'm already over that, but this is going to be good material for the radio show. <laughs> what a sicko. Look, well, it's problematic, isn't it? But I think that, the, you know, like it's convenient <laughs> that the radio show this week was tolerances. Probably a good job that it wasn't like smiles or joys. <laughs> Could have been arguments. Could have been arguments, actually. We missed a trick there. But I think, you know, tolerance... Um, Especially acceptance is something that I have been really into for a really long time. Mm. Like, in terms of shouting, I think when I got to about the age of 20 or something, I just realised that I was going to try and shout as little as possible. But not really because, very vain reason, it's just really that my voice is so ridiculous as it is, that I just thought, well, there's no one's ever going to take me seriously when I am angry because I'm shouting with this voice. So I might as well just have to find another way to deal with anger but and I think that did help like having this voice was a bit of a blessing yeah. in that aspect but I think with regards to yesterday when we're having the argument I don't think I was shouting but because I was aware that you were trying to sort of keep composed and to maybe that's because you didn't want to raise your voice or because you didn't want to sound embarrassed well also you know but it was it's good to keep a cool head, isn't it? Yeah, but it was the fact that you were obviously making a conscious effort to keep composed that pissed me off even more. Yeah, I can imagine. It really pissed me off. But it's actually like the thing is like, yeah, no, that is problematic. Because <laughs> it just seems so fake. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like But no I was passion. faking it, of course, but like I want to fake it because I know that the problem can be resolved a lot quicker if we just What would you really be like in an argument if you weren't faking it? Cuz I think I really am who I am and, and I just lose it and I don't really But I am I am being who I am because who I am their ten- the fake. tendency is to But in an argument the ten- I really don't like confrontation in that way and I would much rather just try and chill it out. <coughs> I worry that <coughs> if I really lost it with someone, I would just do something really horrible. Kill them. Well, I don't want to say that in case I accidentally commit manslaughter and then it looked like as if I actually murdered someone. But I do worry if that I would really anyone, lose it. you're going to murder anyone, it's going to be me. <coughs> I was worried last night, actually, when I was walking home, yes. that when I got in, you might just jump out of your room with a knife and just stab me because I was a bit worried <laughs> that you wouldn't have calmed down. I was calm. I calmed down so quickly. I was I thinking that we were. I was thinking system. that we were going to be the new Joe Orton and Kenneth Halliwell. Oh God! <coughs> yeah, I'd be the Kenneth Halliwell. You'd have been the Kenneth Halliwell. And then what? I just end up in prison. No, he killed himself as well. Oh, killed myself. All right. I think we're out of time, Arthur. Maybe this has been recorded and maybe used <laughs> in future court cases. Um, but anyway, we need to play a song. Oh, okay. Tell well, us all about I chose it. a song that is about people finding it very difficult to tolerate one another. But I think it's a beautiful song. It stayed with me for since 1998 when it first was released. It reminds me of lots of different situations that I've applied to in the past. I, I can't tell whether it's embarrassing or not. I think it's really... Do you think it's really, really embarrassing? I'm really quite embarrassed when you mentioned it. Oh, uh, well, it might be embarrassing. But the thing is, I do like both bands separately. You know, well, maybe that's even more embarrassing. I think, no, I think... 
No, because one of them is Catatonia, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm quite a fan of Catatonia, but the other one uh, can really not be bring myself I think some Space songs are all right. Space, <laughs> rather. So, yeah, if you haven't guessed it already, I guess this is the Ballad of Tom Jones by Space. <laughs> Featuring Keris Matthews of Catatonia. Why are we doing that? Uh, what, that introduction? Because I just became really conscious of my voice, right? Because, oh, and I'm doing it straight away now. We had a tweet last week from Mr. Bruce Asbestos, who's a constant inspiration for me, to say that every time I say anything, my voice goes up at the end as if I'm asking a question, therefore it undermines my point. So I thought I'd just try and be assertive just for Bruce, just then. But you still haven't explained why on earth you've chosen this song. Why I've chosen that song? Yeah. It's about, I'd said at the start, it's about people with a lack of tolerance for one another that are in a relationship, right? Oh, sorry. Okay. I Can thought it was because we had to tolerate I, No, I thought it was quite self-explanatory. Well, other people may have to tolerate it. You might be tolerating it. You're lucky, because I was going to choose Manic Street Preachers, that one that goes, if you tolerate this, then oh your children will God, be nice. But yeah. it's so horrible. We don't want to listen to another horrible song from the 90s <laughs> like we had to last week as well. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay, cool. Should we shake hands for the end of the show? <laughs> we're shaking hands. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Sorry we're so self-obsessed. <laughs> Bad. You're worse than Hannibal Lecter
It's Friday. 